Ghostbuster Dan Aykroyd here with an important message for all. Got termites? Call an exterminator. Got ghosts? Call Ghostbusters. From teeny paranormal pixies to gargantuan apparitions, we'll get that ghost to take a hike. We use only the very latest in subatomic neutrono wands operated by highly trained professionals who are prompt, fast, and courteous. Safe even for small children and pets. We own and operate our own ectomobile on call 24 hours a day, including holidays. And if you call right now, we'll include in our basic home service a free poltergeist inspection of your car, truck, camper, or off-road vehicle. But wait. That's not all. We'll also include our leatherette-bound pamphlet of do-it-yourself exorcisms, as well as a lovely full-color Ghostbusters inspection certificate suitable for framing. But there's more. You'll also receive a souvenir sample of your spirit's ectoplasmic residue encased in genuine polypropylene. Come and watch us work in Ghostbusters, the supernatural comedy at movie theaters everywhere. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. If we don't get the ghost, you don't get the bill. Ghostbusters. They're here to save the world. Hi, everybody. Damien Leone, writer-director of Terrifier. Chris and Chris said, go fuck yourself. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. I probably shouldn't be asking this given my fluctuating social standing, but why us? Two seats opened up. Chris Flanagan got sent to military school for kissing his stepsister, and Alec Ames is awaiting trial for the victimless crime of armed assault. He succeeded. He was successful in just using his mouth to get the man off. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich, and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Here we go. Here we go. I'm Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm also Chris. You're a goddamn genius! And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. Smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. ago that we sat around the table at the FWB podcast worldwide headquarters and we said we joined hands and we said we are thankful for most of you out there well uh, some of you out there well well uh, two of you out there yeah and you know a who select you select few of you yes. we're thankful for we are we are thankful for a, a very select few of you and you know who you are um, we are back from our federal holiday break, as we now do. Weeks that there is a uh, federal holiday where we don't have to actually work, uh, we <laughs> just don't do this show either. And 
all the relaxation. Yes, uh, although uh, if you need your fill of us, the YouTube channel does not stop. So uh, I was trying to explain that uh, to my mom. You know, I call my mom every Sunday. And uh, so I was explaining to her, I was like, yeah, you know, we um, uh, we didn't do the podcast this past week, but and she's like, geez, like, because I was like, you know, we didn't go to work on Thursday because of the holiday, didn't do a podcast this week. And she was uh, saying, well, geez, like you took the whole week off then, I guess, didn't you? You just really didn't do a lot. And I was like, listen, listen, lady, uh, the YouTube <laughs> channel. We have new content posting every single day on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have long-form videos, and every day we have shorts that go up, so there is at least some content that gets posted to our channel every single day. So uh, I was like, it's not like it's taken a full week off. It's, um, you know, we... We're just, we're just not doing the audio show, but we're doing plenty of other stuff. So, it's, it's not, not a real vacation yet. Like, we're not, we're not fully into our break yet, so. No, that's coming uh, in a bit. Yeah, we have, we, I don't <laughs> think we've decided. I don't think we've talked about when. If we did, I missed it. And if, well, that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, here we got a few weeks left before we really... Um, before the show, uh, normal audio shows take a, a bit of a break, but again, the YouTube channel will remain updated throughout the entire break. So, um, uh, what, what, oh, by the way, what'd you think of that logo that I sent you? Is it too much? Is it good? No, Is no, it... it's very good. I like it. I, I was worried it would be too like abstract and artsy fartsy. Like, no, not at all. I was hoping that it wouldn't give that uh, Fantastic Four movie vibes, you know, like the fan four stick. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't want people to be like, that's stupid because, you know, they tried that and it didn't work. So, um, but I think it's a good idea. And I was, so I was screwing around with logos and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Um, I like it, but I also am sometimes a really bad judge of what's good. So, you know it happens uh but yeah so uh the it's a sad day because last week was the last best of episode where uh the inmate story was yeah was, mo darn yeah so now whenever we do a best of episode it will not be a continuation of the inmate story so that's a shame so if you if you missed it the first time when we talk about how, you know, an inmate once wrote a story about also Chris, uh, if you missed it way back in the day and it's been, you know, in the vault ever since, you can go back over the last like two months. And if you find all the best of episodes that are marked best of episode, you can uh, there are four in a row and those the last four best of episodes those contain all four parts of the story. So you can listen and enjoy. You're welcome. I did that specifically. Yeah. So, Good on you, buddy. Man, I appreciate that. It's this. It's the, I mean, I, I, I hate you because that story is just the worst. It's, it's pretty but... awful. It's pretty awful. <laughs> uh, so, 
Uh, yeah, but it's it's up for your listening pleasure over the course of four four best of episodes. So I believe this is uh, we're getting close to episode fifty of season two. So no, oh, wow, yeah, right. I think this is like episode season two, episode forty eight. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah, so we're getting close, get close uh, to the end of the season. So. Uh, I remember when we started, it was like, this is episode one of season two. Ha, ha, ha. Because <laughs> episode or season one has like 190 episodes. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, and now here we are. We, we're all grown up at episode 48 of this season. So we're like, Yay. we're like season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, that was one of those weird shows, too. Or like, um, what was it? Batman, the animated series. Yeah. All those shows that like they had a they had Monday through Friday and then they were uh like those those were like the syndicated episodes and then they had regular episodes on the weekends. Mhm. So they they ran 6 days a week and it's like my god, how did they not die doing that much content? But I guess with Power Rangers it was easy because the show was half done already. Yeah. They really only had to shoot half episodes, so really wasn't that hard, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's been a bit of an eventful two weeks since we've been gone. God, yeah. It's always weird because we take a week off, yeah. and but it only feels like we're, like, it doesn't feel like it's a two-week break. Like, I still feel like we did this just, like, a week ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it always takes me a second because I'm like, yeah, it's been a week since we've done this. I'm like, no, it's been two since yeah. we've actually sat and done an episode. So, um, yeah, a lot has been going on. I'm now, once again, a current WWE watcher. Um, so that's something. Only, only took hell freezing over for you. Yeah. It, and, like, I specifically, here was the thing. Like, I specifically was like, on on this past Saturday for for Survivor Series War Games, I guess that's what they call it now, Survivor Series War Games. I guess it's all part of the title, uh, which well, is yeah. kind of annoying. But um, I was like, man, like the only thing I really want to watch is the men's War Games match. Like it's the only thing that I'm like super interested in watching live. Like if mm -hmm. if, if it's if like if I find out if I hear that like the rest of the show is good I'll probably check it. I, I like the gimmicky stuff like that. Like War Games was always super fun because there's always like there's always at least one thing that happens that's just like insane in War Games. Going back to you go back to the one uh, whatever year it was that uh, Psycho Sid pretty much killed Brian Pillman by power bombing him basically on the top of his head. Um, because you know WCW the, had the the, the, the ceiling um, they had a, yeah the ceiling yeah. on the cage but the ceiling was like seven feet tall and Sid was like six eight <laughs> yeah man I'm I'm telling you right now though the war games with the with the roof on it with the with the top on it just looks a lot more badass than just having it open I don't I don't know man I don't but like it, it eliminates open, but... so much cool shit it's true it's true like I. I I don't know. I, I I like I like the visual of like, you know, people hanging on to the top of the cage and kicking. Like uh, that shit's pretty mm -hmm. cool. But yeah, no, I do love pe watching people dive off the top of the yeah the the double cage. Uh, and, 
Did you go back and watch the women's match? Well, yeah, I did. So, like, uh, like on Saturday, I was like, ah, uh, you know, I, I had like ten minutes free, and like I knew the show was on, and I was kind of following along off and on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, blah blah blah, and like someone was like, oh, next up is the men's war games match, and I was like, all right, cool, like I'll I'll check it out. I've got the Peacock app on my phone, so I was like, all right, like I'll I'll check it out. So like it it loads up and they do the super cool. Like I caught it right as like the air raid sirens were going off, which was like which was a cool touch. And you know they play uh, you know the Aussie song and they they're getting everybody ready for for war games. And so I wa- like I I watched the men's war games match. Like I literally had my phone playing that the the match live as it happened while I was taking a shower. Uh, <laughs> I got a waterproof phone case, so I was just watching war games. Uh, and, and so like I'm watching it. I'm like, this it's a good match. Like I know who just about everybody is. So like that's good. Um, you know, easy for me to keep track of. Blah blah blah. Uh, the return of Randy Orton. So I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm into this. Like it was fine. Like the match itself was fun. It was good. Like it kept my interest. Uh, And so like it comes to an end and like, you know, the big rumor going around, of course, was, you know, they were in Chicago Mm. and like somebody, uh, you know, a month ago after, um, after uh, TK pissed his pants and, and fired CM Punk, they were like, oh, wouldn't it be great if he showed up at Survivor Series because because he was terminated with cause. Like, it completely, like, there's no worry about his contract. Like, he can go to another company and it's fine. Like, he could literally show up and it would be, like, it wouldn't be a breach of contract or anything because he was terminated with cause or for cause. So, you know, that was kind of the rumor and then it became you know, like, will he or won't he? And, you know, here, here's my, the, the, the cheat sheet is whatever Dave Meltzer says, it's the opposite. Oh, yeah, when he said there was no chance, I was yeah. like, bullshit. Because it came out where it was like, you know, they started out and it was like, um, uh, there's been talk, there's been informal talks, but nothing is really cemented. Like, there hasn't been a deal, blah, blah, blah. And then it was, you know, um, uh, my favorite one was where somebody, I think it was, I think it was Meltzer. It was, it was somebody that was like, uh, the people that I've talked to would know. So uh, either he's not coming or it's the best kept secret in wrestling. And I was like, that's a CYA post right there. Like that is a because he he posted that on Twitter and it was like that is the cover your ass yeah like CYA yeah, yeah that's the biggest cover your ass thing where you say he's definitely not coming but Unless if he does he but if he does it was just a really they, they they just kept the secret really well and it's like first of all you are so full of shit your eyes are brown like I don't even want to mm-hmm. hear I don't even want to hear all this like him and um, uh, one of the biggest phonies in the wrestle first of all wrestling journalist is like the biggest phony position you could possibly have uh, it's so much bullshit but um uh Sean Ross Sapp douchebag doesn't know shit he's 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 an idiot um but he's oh yeah definitely not coming definitely not coming i know my sources that i've talked to you know 
they're not going to lie about it. He's not coming. Definitely not. Like, whatever. So I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to see and just, just watch just to see what happens. And like, I was, I was hopeful and I was like, man, it would be, first of all, it would be like, that would be a total hell freezing over moment. Like no shit. Yeah. Like after everything, man, like what a, what a turn of events. If this act, if, if that actually were to ever, like, first of all, ever happen. I mean, it was echoing for me. It was echoing the thought of like, you know, the, the other never say never is of, uh, Sam Martino right. in the hall of fame induction. And, warrior coming yeah. back to wwe and uh, i know he was passed but like macho man getting yeah. inducted into the hall of fame like there was uh, it was up there with those like huge never say never moments yeah uh like you know gotta give credit to triple h for most of those um but so like they and he they, they did the thing and it, it, it like I, I it got me because like I had gotten out of the shower, like I, I I had gotten in my pajamas and everything, and like the match was over, like it was it was just done. And like they had just finished and uh like everybody was celebrating in the ring and they were doing like the um, you know, make sure you look at the hard camera and it raised everybody's hands up for, you know, the what will be the splash image on on WWE.com and uh, so that, that stuff always cracks me up where I'm like, they, they always like, they made sure to get everybody in the line and everybody raised their hands at the same time. So, you know, you get like the hero image and all that. And I was like, okay, like, so, you know, we're, we're, we're like, the show is obviously wrapping up and then they put the bug in the bottom corner. And I was yep. like, oh shit. I was like, no, no. See, honestly, the far back pan they'd done at that point is what gave me the most hope. It's like, yeah, I know like the little outro things there, but like Triple H has done it a couple times. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, because, like, you know, he originated it with um, also in Chicago just six and a half years before when uh, Ciampa turned on Gargano yeah. at the end of that ladder match. He did it just last year. When Bray came back, that's true. Um, so, like when he the, the the wide shot of the crowd, and then it came up. I was like, "That's not normally a shot they end on." Well, like because they they brought up the like the copyright bug, and then they brought up the uh, like the up next press conference. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, like you know, I guess I guess not. Like I guess I guess we're done because." It used to be the the giveaway as a guy who grew up and I I watched the events like I used to get the the pay per views. Yeah, like with the pay per views, they had a set time where it's like they had to be out by this time, and so you knew if it was like right close to that time, you're like, okay, they don't have an extra two or three minutes, so like you know that it's going to wrap up really soon and you know that like they're backed up against it because yeah, they had till the top of the hour, but usually they would do at like 10 till would be when it ended because they needed to have that buffer with the, the pay-per-view companies. So you knew that they always ended at 10 till. So you knew if it was like 49, you're like, all right, 
like whoever's celebrating now, like that's it. Like they're, they, 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 this is like, this is the close of the show. But with now that they do everything on streaming, there kind of really isn't a definitive end. So like there isn't a set like, well, we got to be done by the, you know, the top of the hour or, you know, 10 after five till whatever, like it could be any time. So like, there's no like set tell when when you look at the clock so like they bring up the they bring up the the year bug like the copyright bug they bring up the press conference and then you're right they do like the wide shot and i was like oh like they're they're like they kind of focused on the video screen so i was like oh like with the cage it's hard to get that shot of everybody without like the cage in front of them yeah. And I'm like, okay, like that's your closeout is like everybody on on the screen, uh, like in the cage, but like you're looking at the video screen and you can see them on the cage, like, okay. And as I'm as I like literally said out loud, I was like, Well, I was like, I guess it's not happening. It changes and the music hits. And I was like, or not. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, like unbelievable like what a surreal thing to see like if you would have if you would have said that in in 24 like knowing the because we didn't know all of the details in in 2014 when everything kind of blew apart no yeah and knowing all of those details now you know even even as far as a month ago I would have said he's never going back there. Like the, the, he, he absolutely not. Like he doesn't need to, like he, he's got a, a spot in AEW, whatever, like he, they're doing their thing. Um, but the wrestling business is a, is a funny place, man. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, funny place where the rules like rules of life that apply to every (laughs) other aspect of life do not apply in the world of wrestling no it's it's odd it's it's such a unique space well and my my cousin and i were talking about it because he was like oh i'm i'm really really excited to watch what's going on here blah 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 and then he was like actually i'm automatically gonna take that statement back and he said something about like he called at some point he called punk a man child and I was like it's a business of man children right I was like it's it's a perpetual business of man children I was like yeah. CM Punk's not the first and he's not going to be the last like he wasn't the first person in AEW to make a fool of themselves like and no. don't get me wrong like Punk did a lot of shit wrong with everything that happened in AEW I genuinely like I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. And act like he was fucked at every turn. He did a lot of things badly. Yeah. But at the same time, so did they. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, it, it's it's happened for decades before then. Uh, if, if you ever stood, like, look at Zack Ryder in 2012 or 2011. You know, he went on this meteoric rise, but because he got himself over, Vince punished him for it because man children. Yeah. It's it's such a unique and weird 
just just a, a space that is unlike anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Like there's no other industry, business, anything uh that is like professional wrestling and I mean that in the best and the worst possible way. Um it's just like because yeah, at the end of the day it is a business and at the press conference Triple H made a great point where he said you know, if you're the same person today that you were 10 years ago, you messed up somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's completely true. Like, I, I think back where I'm like, man, six months ago, I had this thought or I said this and I'm like, that was pretty stupid. Because we all every day as people, we grow and evolve and we change and we, you know, life kind of changes us. And how we perceive, how we look at things, and how we, you know, interpret things, and um, you know, opinions change, and tastes change, and our what's important to us right now might not be important to us a year from now, or five years from now, or ten years from now, or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it's it's a he's right like it is a different company now than it was back then and uh so it'll be really interesting to see how everything goes um, yeah, I, I i i like you know when vince got you know when he retired and then unretired like there was a solid like 5 6 month run where WWE was just on top of their game. And then Vince came back because, you know, he wanted to, but then, you know, he sold to TKO thinking, Oh, they'll let me do this. They'll let me do this. They'll let me do this. And then they were just like, we're we're, we're paying this guy millions of dollars to be the head of creative. You don't get a say anymore. Like he got, he got played hard in that, Mm -hmm. which is actually one of the most beautiful chess moves that I've ever seen a company play. Like he got, Ted Turner and the difference is he didn't realize it because like Ted Turner knew if you go back and you read uh, there's a there's a great book about um, the the AOL Time Warner merger Uh, it's called Barbarians at the Gate and Mm -hmm. it's there's a there's a section in there about like there comes a point where Ted Turner like the deal is so far along that basically like it, it, you can't undo it at this point, like where they were in the deal. They're so far into it that like, there's no turning back. And there's a right around that point, Ted Turner realizes what's happening. And he realizes that when this deal happens, he's going to get phased out. And it's like, he can't do anything about it. He knows it's coming. And there's nothing he can do in the meantime because he's pretty much been neutralized and like the, the, the power and the control that he had has been, had been neutralized and like he, he realizes it and he just kind of can do nothing but just watch the rest of this unfold. And the literal only difference is 
he knew about it. Like he realized what was happening before the deal was closed, but it, it was too far gone for him to do anything about it. Vince McMahon had no idea until the deal was done and they started to make these moves against him. That being said, he got screwed, sold all that stock. I mean, you could make a fool out of me as long as I walked away with $672 million. Right. And like, you know, what he needs to do now, and he's not, he's never going to ask me for advice because, you know, who am I to him? But take that money and go enjoy what's left of your life and leave, leave that, leave the, the wrestling business behind. And, you know, because you can't take that money with you. So friggin' blow through it all, spend it, and have the best time. The fucking books that are going to be written about that man uh, when he dies is going to be just interesting. Oh, the like when when he dies and people feel like they can start telling stories and like the interactions and stuff. I I, I will live for that. Yeah. Like I will I will take incredible satisfaction hearing the stories and stuff that people will be telling after he dies when they don't fear any repercussions. Because there's stuff that people have told that we know about that is wild. Imagine the stuff that they're not saying right now that they're hanging on to. Yeah. Well, I know Alex Riley at one point said he had dirt on John Cena. That would make no one ever want to see John Cena in anything again. And he said he was going to come out with it like six different times. Yeah. And now it's 2023. Like, yeah, with stuff like that, I'm like, either say it or go away. Like, but no, like, Punk's return was always one of those things where I was like, well, he showed up on AEW and it was cool. And he had some great matches there. And hold on, I have to fix my headset. Fix that headset, buddy. <sighs> do what you got to do. Like there was, uh, there there was stuff there, and the, the one guy, and the the one thing I'll say, and I've said this plenty of times, and my buddy who just refused, like, and I'll I'll tangent there when we get there. I think the one guy who, like, the dude who didn't deserve anything, I thought was Hangman Page. Yeah, like, um. One, the workers' rights comment he made in that promo, you can't tell me that isn't exactly something, because I think Hangman was, if you tell me that's not something a 29-year-old hang or a CM Punk would have said to someone in the moment, you're a liar. He just would have. And one of my friends was like, well, Punk would have said it better. And I was like, no, he would have worded it exactly the same way Hangman did, because he was quoting Punk when he said it. <laughs> um... And that's the one thing I thought Punk didn't realize in that moment was it was like it was something he would have done. Um, so but like, you know, it's pretty much well documented at this point that Nick Jackson was the one that started the fake rumor that uh, Punk got Cavana fired when he had nothing to do with it. And. You know, Tony Khan just made an ass out of himself at every fucking corner down to the like trying to tarnish his name by making the comment like by having that pre-recorded video talking Ugh. about like fearing for his life and everything. Yeah, like, get out of here with that crap. Like at that point, all he was trying to do was tar was was like tarnish Punk's name. 
understand, again, it's not anything Vince hasn't done. He publicly fired Jeff Jarrett, rhyming it on television. Um, You know, the whole Stone Cold took his ball and went home. Like, there's... I don't know. It, it It's a weird, bitter business run by, like, carnies occupied by man-children. Oh, yeah, it's so, such a carny, such a, such a carny lifestyle. Yeah, it, it's a billion-dollar carny industry, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, I think this is going to be... I think WWE is going to be a better fit for him. Um, and, you know, the downside is... And some some reports are coming out like Tony Khan always viewed Punk as his biggest star. Triple H doesn't. Right. No, um, like that's. And you know, I I think to his detriment, I think Tony Khan inflated Punk's ego to the point where he thought he could get away with everything. Yeah, well, and I think also you know the idea that he kind of brought him in and like gave him a show to run and. You know, it, I, I think there was kind of this muddied water about what exactly was expected of him. Like, is he is he a wrestler? Is he a producer? Is he a head of, like, creative? Is he, you know, a some kind of, you know, what direction do you want the product to go in? Like, he... He kind of had a lot put on him that was not especially clear. Yeah. And like in in WWE, like his job is to go out and be a wrestler. And he's not he's not going to be um you know deciding who's on what show and you know he's <laughs> he's not um you know doing all of the other things that he was kind of doing. He has no say in the direction of the company or, you know, what, what storylines should do what and who should be a part of what and anything like that. That's not for him to worry about. That's not for him to, to, to spend time thinking about like it's here's, here's the difference is, and, and you can tell the difference just in the talent and the way that the shows are presented to the public. I could never get into AEW because it felt, it just felt like a, like a super indie show that had a TV deal. And like, I'm not like, that's not what I'm into for wrestling. Like I'm, I am into the WWE style of production. I'm into the kind of wrestling that they offer mostly because that's the the lion's share of the pro wrestling that I've ever consumed. Agreed. Same. So, and uh, this is in 2019 on the way to the GCW show I went to. My buddy John and I were talking about like top wrestling promotions ever. I will always put WWE at number one, or at least currently in the 30 years I've been watching pro wrestling, because WWE has made up probably 85 to 90% of the wrestling I've watched in my life. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's like, 
it's it's I I kind of make the parallel to people are like, oh, what what baseball teams do you like? And I'll say Atlanta Braves, Chicago Cubs. You want to know why? Because they were the ones that were always on TV when I was growing up. Because the Atlanta Braves were on TBS all the time. And the Cubs were on WGN and we got both of those. So those were the one, those were the teams that I always saw. And there's a level of familiarity and, and stuff. So, you know, it, it's the same thing. It's like WWE was always on. And so it was just like, I got to know their characters and that style of presentation so that was what I got used to. That's what I liked. Yeah. And that's so that's what I like now. And, you know, so I just I never got into the AEW, like the spot fest flippy shit. Um, like there are there are people that wrestle there that I, of course, I enjoy and I like. But I just like I don't like their presentation. I don't like a lot of how they do things. Which, if you do like it, I don't give a shit. Um, I don't care. People like what they like. That one's just not really for me. And so it kind of bummed me out because I was like, man, you know, after so long of being away, you know, he's back, but he's in a promotion that I don't really like. And I, mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, I don't like that show. So it's hard for me to watch and enjoy because I don't like a majority of the show. So now I can safely say, like, I watched my first um, start to finish my first full Monday Night Raw in, gosh, probably seven years uh today i watched it today i didn't watch it last night when it happened but i watched it today um and i had i i i texted you a couple of questions because i was like this doesn't make sense <laughs> like yeah that was that was the, the big thing we discussed was a very weird yeah weird decision but it's like i i don't really understand that because because i i've kind of like i haven't watched the show but like i've kind of followed along i've always kind of like followed what's going on in the company just so i can if there's ever a point where i'm like man that sounds like i should jump back in i could and i would kind of like know a little bit about what's going on like there are some people that like i have no idea who they are um, and some of them I know just because I play the the card game, uh, like the the mobile app that has the cards. And so I'm like, oh, like I know who some of these people are. Uh, now I can actually see them beyond a mobile screen, so that's cool. Um, but um, I knew who a lot of people were, which was nice. Um, I, just, I'm I'm gonna say something that I just I I know people are not gonna like. Uh, the ring announcer don't like her. Uh, the commentary not that great, but maybe maybe it'll all grow on me. But initial reactions not that great. 
like the or, uh, like the ring announcer because I, I like that she actually has inflection and she doesn't just sound like every other fucking generic guy ring announcer I've heard forever. That's true. Um, I, I, I like the difference in names. I like um, a lot of that. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, I prefer commentary over the past year or so because it's not just Vince screaming in their ear, telling them everything to say, when to say it and how to say it. So yeah. uh, from the, from the pay-per-view, I'm still going to call them pay-per-views. I won't call them whatever the shit that they, they PLEs. still call them pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, Corey Graves. Awful. Like not a good commentator, um, not a fan. Uh, Michael Cole uh, trying real hard, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll grow on me. There will be no Michael Cole slander in this house. Uh, well, good. If thing you're it. not allowing Mike Adam Lee slander, I'm not allowing Michael oh, Cole slander. Look, Mike Adam Lee, my God, treasure. Mike <laughs> Adam Lee at least had a reason why yeah. he made some flubs. Uh, and his shit was funny sometimes. Um, Unintentionally. Yeah, well, some of it was intentional. Some of it was just like he said it. It was so stupid. It was like um, he's like the guy that uh, when you're playing Mario Kart and you you lap them and then they get ahead of you and they're like, oh, I just passed you. And you're like, yeah, but I'm on lap three and you're on lap two. And so like you laugh <laughs> about it and they think that they're hot shit and you're laughing and they think that, you know, you're laughing because they're funny, but really it's because they're so bad that, uh, so yeah, he's, he's Mario Kart getting lapped funny, um, which is a really long way to go for that analogy, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so I don't regret it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was only supposed to be like a 10 minute talk and now, um now there goes like two-thirds of our show yeah so uh, uh well i mean it's i don't know it's good and like i just uh, i i really liked how you know they worked everyone with the the uh you know, they they worked a lot of people for a lot of time. Like, oh, my God, McIntyre walked out of the show, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. Did you see how pissed off Rollins was? None of the none of the talent knew none of like none of them. Knew. And then it came out like the like the next day where it was like, no, like everyone in the main event knew that he was coming out. Everyone knew. So like the punk thing, like, you know. Rollins being pissed off, throwing the birds, screaming "fuck you" over and over again. Like, it's a good bit, but it's a bit. Like, okay, here's and also like the benefit of me watching pro wrestling since 1986 is immediately once all that footage came out, I was like. Oh yeah, like they're building to a program. Like obvi yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. And like watching people get so like worked up and like formulating all these theories and and shit. Like I I I often will tell people you know like, you know, I I try and give people the benefit of the doubt and I try and you know, um think positively about 
people and think that people are smarter than I give them than than maybe you know a lot of people give them credit for or whatever. But like, I've got to go ahead and say that a lot of wrestling fans are really stupid. Oh yeah, and that's part of why they're so easy to fool with a lot of these things that are like not that elaborate, but. You know, it's like showing a toddler a magic trick and like they they their eyes get real huge and they shit their pants like that is like a a modern day wrestling fan, like modern day wrestling fans are really stupid. And like anybody that thinks that that thought that either one of those two things was and I'm using air quotes now real. Like they got to rethink some things in their life because the general here's, here's like the, the good general rule. And with very, very few exceptions, I think you can probably count the exceptions on one hand, but if it's out in front of the crowd, it's part of the show. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that don't realize that it's equal parts funny, but it's also really sad. Because it's like, you should be better than this. Yeah, and it's a... I don't know, there's just a lot to it that... Um, it's a sport... It, like it, it, It's all showmanship. Yes. That's all it is. And, you know... Because uh, I brought it up, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people did, was like, you know, I've... I've seen Seth Rollins get attacked on camera by someone from the crowd. It happened on raw a couple of years ago and there was fan footage of that. Like, and you know, it took more than Michael Cole to hold him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like to think that if he was actually pissed off and actually going to be charging towards CM Punk, you wouldn't have had Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes just standing there watching. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like once you start kind of paying attention, yeah. once you break it down, yeah, it's, it's painfully obvious, but there are still people that are on Twitter right now that are like, man, they're, they're going to have to keep them apart in the back because they're going to fight if they get next to each other because, you know, CM Punk's been fighting people all over. So it's going to happen. And it's like, can I go on my AEW rant real quick? Sure. It's 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 the problem. It's the the punk issue has brought a lot of their issue to light, and you know the, they still have they they truly have not recovered from brawl out in September of 2022. No. Um, because you know that initially you had the owner of the company who sat there and let him rant for 10 to 15 minutes about everything and then let him answer questions. Like it was a normal interview. It it showed Tony looked like he was a deer in headlights at that point. He should have shut down the interview said, Hey, we'll talk about this when we get a chance. I think you need to go to your locker room. He should have handled it professionally. And I, I I don't, I, again, I'm not a billionaire. I don't run a wrestling company. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I may have done the exact same thing. 
but it's been this overwhelming issue that they need someone else there that's not talent and that's not him to be this like middleman. Um, I said, and you, you know, I think I've said it on this show before. I think Freddie Prince Jr. would have been the perfect person for that role. Yeah. Uh, a middleman between to help with storylines, to help someone who's not the owner and to just kind of be like the Bruce Pritchard of it all, basically the like, you know, cause you have Christopher Daniels, who's the head of talent relations. He's also wrestling on ROH and um, like, you know, rampage. You have the, the young bucks and Kenny Omega as EVPs who are also some of your main featured talent. You have, you know, you have, this, that, and the other, that's all, like, everyone who has a backstage role in that, like, you know, his main advisors are Jericho and Danielson. Okay, is that why I can't go a week without seeing Chris Jericho on my TV? Right. Um, like, there's just, Punk was a symptom of a larger problem in that company. And it's very easy to point at him and say he's the problem. But there's been a larger problem there that hasn't been addressed in the time he's he was gone. He was gone for nine months and there were still problems. He was he's been gone for almost three at this point, or basically three at this point. And you know, like you'll find AEW Mark still saying shit his shit is his fault. Like he's been gone for a quarter of a year. It's not his fault anymore. No. Uh you know, I mean don't get me wrong, AEW as I've said, when it's come to pay-per-view this year, wrestling fans have eaten well. Even like the worst WWE and AEW pay-per-views have still been good shows this year. But there's, you know, it, it's getting to the point like in 2019, Jericho was like, yeah, we're not just going to take anyone who leaves WWE. It's like at this point, it's like, are you fucking sure? Yeah, really? Um, like, and don't worry, there, there are some people that have found a, a new lease on life. Christian is doing some of the best work of his career. Uh, Tony Storm found a new life there. But then like. You know, they had Paige or Soraya go over in London at that pay-per-view for nothing else but to have her, um, to give her that moment. She lost her belt back to the person she beat in her first title defense. Uh, like, there's just, I, I don't know. It's the most interesting part of your product should be on screen <laughs> and it's not with them. I'm always more like the young bucks are so hated in a company. They help start right now. They're taking a sabbatical. The cornerstone of your tag team division is stepping aside. Yeah. And it's a good thing. It is. It's a really good thing because yeah, um, that victory lap isn't looking yeah, so good right now. Childish. Yeah, and it's it's what I said about uh, 
you know, if they didn't get punished for any of the, the, the CM Punk joke spots they did in that match, and if they didn't get if they didn't get punished for taking the victory lap, those are EVPs. Those are the people who your locker room should be looking up to, and all they are telling people in that instance is it's okay to be childish here. Yeah. And again, don't get me wrong. Uh, you could say a lot of the same for some of the stuff Punk pulled, too. I am not doing this to seem like a CM Punk apologist. Um, but, you know, my my whole thing here has been uh, his stuff was a symptom of a larger problem in that company that isn't getting fixed. Yeah, it's, it's and, and like the company will will, of course, keep going on because Tony Khan's going to funnel money into it and make mm-hmm. it keep going. But, you know, it's like ticket sales will not be good. Um, You know, people will still uh, what, what will honestly what will hurt them more than anything else is if they get put on a streaming service. And I know that doesn't make sense, but I'll tell you why. Because right now they can get $40, $50 for a pay-per-view. And it's a good revenue stream. If you attach that as part of a $9.99 a month subscription to, you know, HBO Max or wherever... And you don't, that will cannibalize your pay-per-view audience. And that's going to take away a bunch of revenue for you. See, I I agree, but also disagree. Um, I I, I think they're losing viewership. And like, you know, my cousin is, he's an AEW mark. He's a fucking mark for that company. He has never once shelled out money for a pay-per-view. He, he he the way he watches their pay-per-views is he finds a stream the next day, <laughs> downloads it, and then he and his wife watch it over the course of the next two nights before Dynamite on Wednesday. That's a good plan. Uh but like you know, I like th- they drove to Corbin for the the house show here. Like he's gone to a couple TV tapings. Like he is what I would call like an AEW mark, but like he ain't shelling out 50 bucks for their pay-per-views. Uh, I'm not going to shell out the money. Like, you know, we would, we, we, we would, spl- there was a point where we would split them, but now I'm so disinterested in the product that I'm not going to shell out 50 bucks for that. No. And honestly, like even with the rumors of punk coming back and Orton coming back or, you know, Orton coming back on Saturday and the rumors of punk, I would not have shelled out 50 bucks for that pay-per-view. No. Well now, well, it, like, now we're all conditioned that, you know, between the network and now onto Peacock, like the concept of paying for an individual WWE pay-per-view is, is such, such a foreign concept. And it, it's such a weird thing to think about just because it's not how it is anymore. Like if, if if you couldn't like like if you if they still had the business model where you had to buy every pay per view, 
and they never went to the network and they never went to or like they had the network but you couldn't watch the live shows on there i i like it, it it's apples and oranges yeah like it's it be because you know like when was like okay okay when was the last time that you paid for an individual WWE pay-per-view versus when was the last time you paid for a an AEW pay-per-view like it, it's just because they yeah. they have such drastically different business models that if WWE told you you can't stream you know the Royal Rumble on Peacock, you have to pay thirty nine ninety nine for it. You know, maybe that's different. But because yeah. we're all conditioned now that if you're a wrestling fan, it's kind of like people are kind of upset at AEW for not having already gone to a streaming model yeah, for but their I mean, events. On the other, on like on the flip side of that, like. Even some of the indie promotions have adapted to it. Yeah. Like ICW is part of, um, oh gosh, IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV. Yeah. Like they have a deal with them for their pay per views to air on. Uh, fucking GCW has a deal with Fight TV. It's yeah. $8 a month and you can watch their entire catalog, including their new shit. Um, so it's weird that the, you know, and the the dumbest thing he did was sign that Bleacher Report deal. Yeah. One of the dumbest things he did was that Bleacher Report deal because he didn't need it. Like, and, you know, I also feel fucked because the pay-per-views I did get through Fight are gone now. I can't go back and watch, like, because, you know, the first couple times AEW started... Me and some friends ordered a couple of the pay-per-views. And it was nice. I could go back and watch them on fight. Mm -hmm. The one, maybe two times we did it through um, Bleacher Report, you don't get to keep those. Oh, and that, that was my thing was I'd gotten so used to ordering stuff through fight and being able to go back and watch it whenever I wanted that when I went to Bleacher Report, I was like, oh, I can't go back and rewatch this whenever I want. That sucks. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's not a rental. Yeah. That's, yeah, not a fan of that at all. No. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, we're just kind of conditioned and it, 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 it speaks to a bigger part. Like, like it's, it's a bigger, discussion where as a society now we're kind of spoiled with the availability of content yeah oh and, absolutely i mean you know you've got you know sixty thousand streaming services you have cable packages that have 18 billion channels that all run 24 7 like you know i have a um uh there's a an app that there, there's a an online app for live tv and it's got like 86 channels on it and i'm always like if i can't find something to watch just to have on that, that i find interesting like it's my own fault because there's so much available content between 
you know, streaming services, friggin' YouTube, youtube.com slash at symbol TN2M shows. Um, that's us. You know, that's right. Uh, you know, between all of these things, there are, there's, there's no shortage of stuff to watch and, and like being readily available at your fingertips, basically on demand. Yeah. And you know, it's so when it's always weird, like when a company or a movie or something does is not available. Like on one of the big streaming services, you have to add like, well, why? And it's, it's kind of like, in you know 2006 to 2010 if people were like hey you know blah 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 i'll uh, like you run into somebody and they're like oh yeah like um uh add me on facebook and if you were like i don't have a facebook they would look at you like you're insane and it's kind of the same thing with that where it's like oh i want to watch this movie or you know watch whatever and and they're like oh it's not streaming it's not whatever like you look at it like it's like they're crazy mm-hmm. because they're like in this day and age you're it, like that's not streaming what 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 do you mean like people it doesn't compute with people so like yeah you have one of the i'll i'll call AEW one of the top 3 north american promotions and they don't have a a better organized and more readily available way to stream their major events. It's weird. Yeah. And I would even give it, you know, when they were doing four shows a year for 20, you know, back half of 2019 they had, and they even had a couple that were free. And 2019, they had a, they had it was uh, Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen were both free on Fight TV. Um, but you know, like when they were doing four pay per views a year, and then in 2022 they had five. But now, like the big rumor is that they're moving to like a pay per view per month. Yeah, like I am not shelling out an extra six hundred dollars a year to watch your product. No, I, I've been conditioned over the past ten years that that's way too much. Yeah, uh, and I remember everybody said uh, when the the model for the network, the WWE network, when they announced it. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to get to do like, well, you get to watch pay-per-views and stuff like everybody was like, oh, that's going to be the death of them because that's so much revenue that's going to be gone. And really, so many people subscribed to the network that it made every month. It made them so much more than they made at the regular pay-per-view buy rates because people mm-hmm. the perception was that you were getting such a good deal that it was like you know for a fraction of the cost of buying one you could basically get it for you get the network for half a year at the time and um you know they they basically again they basically conned everybody they carnied everybody into paying 10 bucks a month and a lot of people literally got them did not watch anything else but watched the pay-per-views 
and like they they made there was a point where they were making like uh, like they they were making over like hundred million dollars a month just on the network. No, there was you know I, I remember when they announced they had a, a million subscribers yeah. just in North America. Yeah, it's like okay, so they're paying ten that, that that's ten million dollars a month plus like the the all that like the shit that goes like unbelievable for stuff that, that they're, they're doing anyway. Yeah, and you know, I think Peacock paid like a billion dollars for a five year deal. Yeah. Like they never they've never had a pay per view where in one month they made ten million dollars. And there was a point where they were it's like, yeah, they made a shit ton of money on that deal. And you know, so yeah, it 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 just like I just I I think AEW I think would end up with their fan base with the with the way that they're kind of bleeding out. Uh I don't think that people like I don't think a lot of their casual audience would take on another subscription service just for their content yeah like i don't think that um you know it it would just it would be a hard sell for you to to sell to somebody hey you know buy this streaming service that has an aew section you know the normal casual person i don't think if they weren't already subscribing i think it would be a hard sell for them Uh, see the the, like on the flip side of that like again and this is just me like if it's if it's a if it's a subscription service i already have like if it's if it's max for example i would pay i would pay an extra like three bucks a month to get AEW pay-per-views I would pay an additional $36 a year to watch every pay-per-view they do. But like if I if if they were like, oh, we're gonna start streaming on uh Paramount Plus, I'd be like, well, I'm I'm not paying $12.99 a month for Paramount Plus so I can watch AEW pay-per-views. Yeah. But yeah, if it's yeah. something built in that I'm already getting sure but i'm not but i am with you if it's a brand new streaming service that i don't already have i'm good right like it's it's um that's it is like trying to convince people to get something new especially right now where you know everybody well inflation's real bad and everything's more expensive like take on another streaming service yeah uh, I don't know, man. So I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to turn out. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of it's another interesting business case study to kind of watch them implode on themselves. Um, you know, just like uh, I've said, I've said this entire time. I think that um, 
in the realm of politics, I think that the presidential campaign of Ron DeSantis is going to be a case study and it's going to be studied for decades um, as to what exactly went so wrong, because I think that campaign is, is fascinating with how tragically wrong it went from like day one. Um, And I think AEW from a pro wrestling standpoint is going to get studied for how it started so strong and and without it there's a ton of stuff in the world of pro wrestling that would have never happened i think if aew did not happen the way that everything has happened so far i don't think punk ever comes back to wrestling oh agreed and so you know we have aew to thank for this past saturday um, I think it's an interesting study about, you know, it it literally did change the landscape of pro wrestling in a lot of ways, but it's also fascinating to watch it like spiral right now. And, you know, um, so I, I, I think there will come a point where it is, it is going to be a very, very interesting um, it'll be really interesting to watch somebody break down what exactly broke down and how all of these incidents and how all these things kind of compounded onto the next one and onto the next one and onto the next one that make each successive issue that much worse than the one that came before it until something ultimately becomes a thing where a ton of people just leave. Like, and I mean viewers, like a lot more viewers, just like people are going to just abandon ship in like mass numbers. And there's going to be half the people that are going to be like, man, I can't believe that this happened. And the other half are going to be like, I can't believe it took that long. And yeah, so it'll be really interesting uh, to see all of that happen. And, uh, you know, we didn't even get to, didn't even get to what we were supposed to actually talk about this time. Uh, But so for those of you who enjoy pro wrestling talk, you're welcome. This is like our once every six months that we actually um, talk about it. And for those of you that hate it, I don't know. We'll try again next week. I don't know. (laughs) Um, We'll try it again. But uh, uh, if you want non-wrestling talk, do not go to the YouTube channel tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, because... um, uh, we have a new uh, TN2M show's host. I don't know if you know, if, if you saw last week, um, we actually have uh, Mexican wrestling legend and new TN2M show's host uh, guiding you through your wrestling memes of the week. Uh, Luchador extraordinaire El Pathetico is um, guiding you through all all of your wrestling memes, uh, the hottest wrestling memes of the week, each week, every Wednesday, uh, he uh, will will cure. He curates all of them for you, so you don't even have to go find them. 
uh, so you can be in the know for all of the pro wrestling talk. That goes up every Wednesday. Uh, so tomorrow, at the time of this recording, Dick Cheney's alive. And tomorrow, week there two, week two of your wrestling, your weekly wrestling meme review happens. Uh, it is the best fifteen minutes and fifty nine seconds that you can spend tomorrow. Uh, we already have a new episode starting of the Christmas season of Who Wrote That Shopping List up this week, and Yay. on Friday, Friday, this Friday, December the first. We have a very fun sit-down stand-up <laughs> with my boy. You know him. You love him. Also, Chris, that's you. That's you. That's me. Talking about the perils of social media. <laughs> I yeah, heard it. Here, it's good. Uh, yeah, and it, it kind of ties in because yeah. one of one of the bits I tell is also a very bad date story. Too. So uh, there's a running theme with a lot of your stand-ups, man. I'm not yeah. trying to tell you how to live your life, but <laughs> um, but uh, so that's going up on Friday. Uh, so we have a lot of good stuff coming your way there. So subscribe. You can be one of the at this moment. I want to give an accurate count because. Uh, you know, it'll be more by the time when you hear this and you actually go and act on this. Um, but you can be one of the 3,562 subscribers that we currently have. Uh, Maybe you can be 3,569. Oh, I, I did take a screenshot. I didn't send it to you um, because I was trying not to be. Uh, that guy that sends like a screenshot of every <laughs> single number update. But I did take a screenshot um, not that long ago when it was, hold on, I, I I have this and I thought it was really funny and I was going to share it. And then I was like, no, like I'm going to save it for um, where are my albums uh, screenshots uh, where I took it and it was 2,869. Um because I just happened, I just happened to pull it up when it was two thousand eight hundred and sixty-nine. So I screenshot it and I was like, "Nice." And then I was like, "I'm going to send this to to, to Koran." And then I just never did. So I've got that. <laughs> um, but uh, at some point, I'm going to catch it again when it's three thousand something, or maybe it's maybe it'll be four thousand something and sixty-nine. Um, but the goal is uh, by the end of the year to get us to over five thousand. So let's see how fast we can get to five thousand. Um, and, uh, cause I feel like we need to do something special when we get to 5,000. So I don't know. We're going to think about it. Um, but, um, so you can find all that and more at youtube.com slash at sign TN two M shows. Make sure to like, uh, some videos and subscribe. You can write some comments on them if you want. Cause we'll, we, uh, we reply to most comments. Some of them, we just don't want to take the time to, but <laughs> oh there are some that i'm like i ain't replying to that and it's unapologetically i don't care i'll tell you um but uh um yeah we've got a ton of stuff we got a bunch of new stuff that's coming um later this year and early next year um but we upload a long form video every monday wednesday friday and we've got shorts every day so uh you can definitely find something to watch if you missed uh, our live show there is a copy of uh, the game that we play, Missing a Swing. That is on there, so you can check that out. Uh, we have an original horror short on there, so you can watch that. We got a bunch of stuff, man. 
It's a lot of fun shit, dude. Something for it is everybody. a lot of fun shit. It's all of the TN2M show hosts that you love. <laughs> and do you know what else is going to be fun? What's going to be fun? Us being back here next week. You know that's right. We're, you know, we got a, I don't know, we have a, a certain amount of time before we take our Christmas break. We'll eventually figure out how long that is. All right, here we go. You ready? Uh, how many we We only have weeks left before <laughs> we go on break. That's only new episodes. Can you believe it? It's true. It's true. But uh, yeah, so we'll be back at y'all next week. Uh, hopefully not ranting about pro wrestling <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, no, we'll, we we'll do, put the, then we'll, whatever. We'll put the, like, I like to put the moratorium. Well, like, I did because I didn't watch it, so I was like, I don't really want to talk a lot. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't watch it, but now I'm watching it, so I'm like, I don't know what the shit we're going to do. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it was, uh, uh, you and I hadn't had an, a full wrestling conversation in a long time. That is very true. So, Make but, up for lost time. Yeah, we'll be back at you next week. And looking forward to it. We'll be here with you. And until then, as always, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. We'll see y'all next week. And until then, thank you for being our friends. I was going to extend it, but man, I really got to pee with benefits. <laughs>